Our long-awaited return from hiatus is over. I got my basement back, and what better way to kick things off here on Kicking Out at 2 than cover some classic matches from WrestleMania season. You pressed play and hit the download button so that you could watch Rock Hogan from WrestleMania 18 because this week is the 20th anniversary of that match. And joining me, the former architect, offensive coordinator, the consigliere of Kicking Out at 2. We actually talked about this on... Uh, a future recording. Uh, he is my brother, Justin Rosenbluth. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. It's it's glad that uh, the kicking out at two studios has left the Thunderdome era and is is back to uh, the, the the live audience era. Yeah, my basement uh, went through a little bit of a pandemic yeah, of its yeah, own. If you know exactly. what I mean. So, so. It's, <laughs> it's great to see that it, the place is. Uh, is, is taking shape, looks good, and you upgraded know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, it's onward and upward from here. And, yep. You know, let's, let's, let's get back to business. That's now, what I'm saying now, you know, the theme I originally was going for for this, you know, the, the relaunch was, you know, to cover a lot of 97, both Raw and Nitro. But every once in a while, I'd sprinkle in an important anniversary, and with WrestleMania on the horizon, um, no, po- no more important of an anniversary than this match. Rock and Hogan, generations colliding 20 years ago this week. This this week is the anniversary of that match. Um, a pretty huge match for me 20 years ago. As, you know, even 15, 20 years prior to that. Actually, I was 19 years old at this WrestleMania. so I would, <laughs> But years prior to that, you know, was when my wrestling fandom, you know, became a thing. And, of course, that was, you know, all thanks to, to Hulk Hogan as well. But, um... Uh, give me your, your brief thoughts on the this match and the build up towards it. We're gonna you know get to watching it shortly, but just give me you know a brief rundown of of um, back in two thousand and two your anticipation for this match as a, as a fan. Um, I do remember seeing the the night in Chicago when they made the match official, having the the iconic exchange that they had. Um, and going like, whoa, like, I didn't even think this could happen. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Same. Like, whoa. Like, yeah, let's go. Like, this is yeah. WrestleMania, of course. Same-sies. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited to see where this was going to go. Um, you know, I didn't have a, a dog in the fight, if you will, although Rock was certainly a favorite of mine. Um, you know, I just thought, like, yeah, this is, this if, you know, if you could paint the picture of what a WrestleMania match should look like, it would be this, and I feel like this kicked off what we still see to this day is pretty much just the the dream matches that we see at a lot of pay per views, not just WrestleMania, but this is generations colliding. Yep. This is if you're playing your WWE 2K game, you're picking this, you're picking Rocker, you're picking Hogan, and you're you're seeing what would happen, what would happen. Yep. And that's kind of what this was. Um, however, unfortunately for me, this was. After a string of, you know, Attitude Era WrestleManias that we got to watch live at home growing up, I didn't get to see this live. Of course, I heard from you and others about how great this match is, as we'll find out by watching it again. But I, I went to a buddy's house for this. Yeah, I do recall you being able to go out and see it. I was obviously not of age where I could be trusted to go out um, <laughs> and, and, you know, enjoy myself. Um, on the level of, I think young I had adults. a tape. I think I brought a tape back, or a friend of mine had a but tape. But yeah, I definitely watched it. I don't know when exactly, how or afterwards, and yeah, like it was, it was new. It was, it was new ground in terms of now that 
the WWE had absorbed WCW. It was new ground in terms of, oh my God, like, okay, they screwed up this invasion angle back in 2001, but now they've got, they've, now they've got some guys, you know? Yeah. Now they've got some horses. They've got Hogan, the NWO, like DDP, like who, you know, there was, it just, it just opened up the fascination of what could be in terms of the matches that we all talked about. We want us wanted to see back in 1997, back in 1996 of like, what could happen? What else could we see? And it's really uh, something that we benefit of benefit from to this day. Cause you know, every year at WrestleMania, there's always one, there's always one kind of generations callback match of, you know, yesteryear where we kind of get to, see somebody reintroduce themselves to WWE and, uh, you know, have maybe one last moment under the lights. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, I mean, as a fan going into this, like you said, with the WCW invasion kind of being a flop, having the NWO element on WWF TV, creating the dream matches like we're going to see here with Hogan and Rock, and then eventually, you know, hopefully Austin and Hogan. The NWO is a part of the WWF. I thought this was like, like a rebound. Like this is what should have taken place following the purchase of WCW. Exactly. You know. Yeah. That's what I. That's that, that. That's how I felt. So they were um, writing the ship in a lot of respects. And well. also, it, this was the first time as a fan, even though I was 19 years old, where I felt nostalgic, because you know I grew up on Hulkamania, and you know 19, you know 86, 87 was when I became a fan, and that was the height, uh, you know, uh, of Hulkamania, mm-hmm. and so being able to see him return against, you know, arguably. One of the top dogs in the WWF in The Rock, like this was this was this was a cool ass moment, you know. Yeah. Like I, it, it was just it was just cool to be a fan, and I didn't care who won, I didn't care who lost. Yeah, exactly. I, I just wanted this, I just wanted to be entertained, and that's that's what I really cared about. Um, so without further ado, all of you, grab your peacock, grab the cock, go to WWE's, go to WWE's hub, if you will, on Peacock, one of the shittiest apps known to man. Um, and uh, find WrestleMania 18, and what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you fast forward all the way to 2 hours, 26 minutes, even. 2 hours and 26 minutes and 0 seconds. When I say play, you're going to press play. We're going to hit the audio at the f- to, for this video package. You'll, when you pause it, you'll see ho- the graphic of Hogan and Rock for WrestleMania. I'm going to hit the audio, and uh, we're going to listen to the video graphic, if you will, of um, Hogan and Rock heading into the, the big WrestleMania match. And actually... Um, after that, once we watch the uh, as we watch the match, I'm going to read you some some uh, some some excerpts Ooh, from some pillow uh, talk. from I'm sorry some pillow talk. some pillow talk yeah some 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 kicking out of two pillow talk. It's a chapter in Hulk Hogan's autobiography um, covering the the events that led up to this match the weekend of where we didn't we almost didn't see Hollywood Hulk Hogan. We almost saw red yellow Hulk Hogan against the Rock at this That's WrestleMania. Right. So I'm ge- that. so I'm going to read some of those excerpts from the chapter and uh, we'll discuss as we watch this classic. So grab your peacock, WWE Hub, search WrestleMania 18, fast forward all the way to 2 hours and 26 minutes, pause it, and then when I say play, I'll give you a countdown. I'll hit play. And you hit play as well. The audio will be on for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be off to the races, if you will. So without further ado, our return here on Kicking Out at 2, we present to you Rock Hollywood Hogan, WrestleMania 18, 20th Anniversary Watch Party in 5, 4, 3, 2, 
one hit play. Another great yeah. video package hyping up this this battle of generations, if you will. Um, as we see the, the, the black and white effects of the NWO and Hollywood Hogan making his entrance. Maybe we should just play the audio for this entrance because this is a pretty cool entrance. Wasn't 
his Hollywood music used? Not for this. They couldn't license. They didn't want to license it. I should say. But I mean live. No, they they he, he did, yeah he did NWO. Oh okay. Yeah. Big response for Hogan, as expected, returning to WrestleMania for the first time in over nine years. Um, let me read you a little bit of an excerpt from the chapter. Um, so Vince and I talked Saturday morning and went over our options. One thing we decided was to turn me back into a babyface. If the fans want to love you, Vince said, we can't fight it. We've just got to go with it. We also reopened the question of whether I should win the match or go ahead and lose it as planned. Then we battered around the idea of maybe resurrecting the red and yellow from my good guy days. <laughs> By Saturday afternoon, we had decided everything except what I should wear. NWO black? Hulkamania red and yellow? Vince said he wanted to think about it. Finally, around 5 o'clock in the afternoon, as I was starting to look forward to a good night's sleep before the match on Sunday, Vince got me on the phone. Monster, he said. What's up, brother? Monster, we need the red and yellow. Well, the only place I knew of where I could get the stuff on short notice was my basement down in Clearwater, Florida. But I couldn't trust anybody else to find it. It was like King Solomon's mine down there. We would have needed to hire an archaeologist to dig that stuff up. But Vince was serious about me wearing my old colors. So I got on a plane late Saturday afternoon, flew back down to Clearwater. As soon as I got home, I went straight to the basement, got a bunch of my red and yellow stuff. Then I went back to the airport, hopped back on the plane. I got back to Toronto on Sunday at 2.30 in the morning. I was tired and cranky, but there was still time for me to get a decent night's sleep. A whole four hours, maybe. Anyway, that's what I was thinking as I walked into my suite in the hotel. So that's interesting that, uh, that, that Vince had Hogan go back home that weekend to grab the red and yellow because they were contemplating him coming out wearing red and yellow. I wonder how they would have executed that on such short notice. Because he was NWO and he was technically a heel. Like, how could you have facilitated something so soon? I think they would have just accepted it. But given what was already, what's, as you can see, is transpiring. And we're going to get into a, a second where we're going to find another moment that is in WWE lore. Um, that's been, I think, uh, forced in other scenarios. 
You know, they're giving this was organic. The this moment. was completely organic. Yeah, the two of them facing the, the, the off. Stare down, but the, yeah, the, the stare down, but also like they're looking around, realizing what they're involved in. Yep. Um, it's gonna come up in a second here, and to me, this is it's it's what WWE does, and yep. nobody on the planet does it better than this when it gets done right right here. Yep. They both look around, yeah. These guys, and look at these two guys, two global figures, especially even at this time. Yep. They, they could be anywhere on the planet. Even at this time, they could be anywhere in the world doing anything they want for anyone they want. And they're in the middle of that, and they're in awe. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty cool. You can't, yeah, you can't write that, man. That's and, pretty cool. And the crowd had, was such an important part of that match. It's funny in the video package that Michael Cole had labeled the rock the future of the wwf he was pretty much the present at that point he's like, pretty much on the way out and he was on the way yeah, out. yeah. yeah. He, he was on the way out after that he was like hogan wrestlemania 9 right here in yeah. a lot of respects um but i think it it's just you know i think it would have it would have probably sped up what we ended up seeing unfold in this match and no one would have cared at the logistics of it or the lack thereof they would have just fell in love with it for what it was because that's what we wanted. We wanted Hulk Hogan and Red and Yellow, or you know, the audience did at least. Um, it would have been cool. Um, I'm glad they did what they did because it made it that much more organic. Yeah, that uh, I'll say that. And like you, like they pulled back on that shot to see right the there. reaction of the crowd. Was but just as so they're cool. pulling back, if you notice, there was fans in those floor seats that were jumping up and down. Yep. Um, I've been in that scenario in, in a few instances. Yep. Y- yeah. You, if you could bottle that up, that feeling, you could be a fucking millionaire. Oh, yeah. Because um, that's, it's, it's, it's the real deal at that point. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, a, this is, this is magical stuff all the way around. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, you know, what's interesting about that, um, that shot there with the audience and just them, you know, Jumping up and down and like losing their mind. Um, I've heard stories from guys in the industry, you know, interviews I've read, podcasts I've listened to, where you know, there's there's been a lot of guys that have actually during this match they left the locker room to go actually watch this in the crowd. Bruce Pritchard has said that on a number of occasions. I, Shane Helms once told me that he, he he watched this match in the crowd. A lot of guys left the locker room. To sneak into the you know the the bowels of the the exit ways or you know, a little nook and cranny or you know peek behind the curtain to actually watch this match and feel it with the audience and that's I mean that's a big deal if you got guys you know who are in the industry who who you know it sure as shit is and uh, you know, know the match that you mentioned know. that I'll I'll bring it up and this does relate to Hogan I've told you this story before um, WrestleMania 31 Sting versus Triple H um, where me and Daryl were sitting watching that match. We were sitting right by the landings part of where, like, a, the stairs up from the concourse yep. in Levi Stadium there. And a lot of NXT talent came to walk up to that part of the, uh, the stadium and just kind of sit there and enjoy the matches. And they came in rotation, but, no, but a bigger crowd turned out for Sting versus Triple H. And in that match, of course, for those who remember it, uh, DX came in to save Triple H a little bit. And the crowd went nuts, of course. Like, holy shit, a great WrestleMania surprise, a cool WrestleMania moment. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, a few minutes later, the NWO showed up. The traditional Hogan, Hall, Nash, and the place exploded. 
And the coolest part about that, probably my favorite part about being at that WrestleMania was seeing those wrestlers. I think Riddick Moss, Madcap Moss, I yep. guess we should say. Alexa Bliss, I think, was there. JoJo. A few people that... I think there was a few others, too, that... I remember you saying you saw, like, Bailey and Sasha. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they were there for that specifically, yep. but... Um, I don't know if... I don't think they were, but there was probably six or seven of them there. And... Um, they popped huge like the rest of us. And we were sitting in the front row, you know, uh, with a little bit of elevation behind them. But as the NWO came out and Hogan strumming away at his guitar and Hall's too sweet and all the wrestlers are turning around and they start too sweet and me and Daryl yeah. and we're too <laughs> sweet and each other. That's and I cool. was like, I'm one of the boys. That's cool as shit. Like, yeah. I thought it, it like, that, that, that was so cool. fun. Like, I think Madcap Moss specifically, I think. That Madcap is Moss cool. at the time. We get a little too sweet to each other. Because, um, yeah, that was... That was that the, the reason why I, I called that match on that card the match of the night was because of specifically the NWO's appearance in that match. That elevated what we saw with DX and the Monday Night War Clash. And, you know, while it was such a forced feud to put that out there, the Monday Night Wars, I feel like this was more organic. Yep. To that point. But it, but even even though that even though that moment was forced at 31, it was still one of the coolest like Yes. I, I go I make sure that when I watch WrestleMania, like you know, when I do my WrestleMania marathons before WrestleMania mm-hmm. to get hyped up, I make sure I watch that match because Definitely. that that pop when they come out and Oh my god. I'll never I mean, I was home. I didn't go to that WrestleMania. That was the first WrestleMania that I hadn't gone to in a number of years. Um I haven't been to one since 30. But that one in particular was where I was really kicking myself in the ass. Like, God damn it, I should have went to this oh, one. Yeah. Because everything that happened. But that NWO moment, like, I'll never forget. You know, my wife, Nikki, and I, we were in our, you know, apartment at the time. And she was, I had the day off the next day. And she was, she had to work. So, um, I had, uh, <laughs> I had, I, I had stayed up and we were, I was watching WrestleMania in bed. And... I was kind of, I was kind of like lying down on my back, and I'll never forget um, when they came out. I stood up. I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" And she woke up. She's like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "It's the goddamn NWO. That's what's was, going on." I was seventy thousand people. In I was like, Stadium. "That's one of the coolest things I've ever seen." Yeah. But um, not to, not to get too much off topic here. This is the shift in the match where we see the audience. Turning their back on The Rock. You know, heading into this match, Hogan was supposed to be the bad guy. He'd done everything he could to be a bad guy, but they still loved him. And they were turning on The Rock. And talk to me a little bit about that dynamic and how the the the, the story essentially was the same, but they had to make some they had to make some changes on the fly because of the way the audience was reacting. Yeah, I mean I just think that, you know, like I said earlier, you know, and like you had alluded to, and obviously it looks like Hogan and Vince based on, you know, the re- our readings from our Pillow Talk with Hulk, um, they were anticipating this, full-blown. They were anticipating this, and I think, you know, of course, Vince wanted to, you know, milk as much red and yellow as possible as that he could get out of Hulk and, you know, in this next run. So, yeah, they, they um, you know, this was, this was, this was kismet in a lot of ways, how, how well done it was in such a moment. I do think this match is The Rock's finest hour for exactly you know, you know, for exactly what took place, you know, he had to, he had to make that adjustment on the fly. He had to, he had to be able to do it in, in, in such seamless way. And he did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Such a global superstar beloved in his own right, obviously, you know, not having yet reached the levels he's at today in 2022, but 
you know, to be able to make that shift and to be able to read that crowd and, 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 and have to do it. It was just flawless. Now, you know what I mean, I, it's just so impressive. And like I said, this is his finest hour. And in many ways it, it helped further solidify someone who you would think couldn't go any higher in Hulk Hogan. And you, yeah. I give so much credit to the rock for that. But again, you know, the fans want what they, you know, what they want and they got it. Now, the stories have been out there that originally this match wasn't going to be at this WrestleMania. They wanted to do Hogan and Austin. Austin didn't really have a whole lot of faith that him and Hogan were going to put on a good match. Um, a recent episode of Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, they kind of talked about that. And they talked about the the interactions that Hogan and Austin had, had on TV with the, like, the pull-apart brawls. And Austin really, there wasn't anything positive that came out of it. And it was all, Bruce had even said that Austin had already made his mind up before they even interacted on television. Um, how do you think a Hogan Austin match at this WrestleMania would have played out? How, how, I mean, um, I you, think the you, only way it could with have... Austin being so popular, and then Hogan's popularity on the rise here is not to cut you off. You take that into account too, as well. What kind of what kind of scenario, what kind of dynamic we would have, would we have seen? Could we have seen? I think the two likely scenarios would be you would have just seen the popularity of both Hogan and Austin kind of cancel each other out. It would have been a cool moment, no doubt. Yeah. On the other side, the momentum Hogan was gaining, I you know may have continued in the way that it did in this match with The Rock, but I don't know if Austin, for as great as he is, and in my opinion, the greatest of all time yep. in WWE. I don't know if Austin would have been able to flip the switch as flawlessly as The Rock did in terms of being able to turn heel. Now that's saying that having said that, that doesn't take anything away from Austin's work as a heel. I just don't think it I just don't think it given the dynamic of Austin's character, I should say, um, it would have happened so flawlessly. Um I, I, without, I, I, without, I agree with you. without Austin having to have project it earlier I, I i agree with you there i think something that i don't think fans would have accepted it for the same reason they didn't accept it the year prior well that's where i was getting to i'm sorry okay well, that's no, no no don't apologize that's they would have tried that's that's, that's where i was getting to i i don't think it would have it would have done really well because they tried it a year ago and the audience wasn't receptive to it yeah so um it would have been a lot of good stuff but i don't know if it would have been um I don't know. Just I feel like it would have it would have just been two positives coming in there without like two positive charges that wouldn't have really gone anywhere. So yeah, to to Austin's point, the the chemistry that Austin probably felt he didn't have, I think, would have shown in that way um, against what was a heel guy. Um, and I think that's the only way it could have worked anyway. So yeah, I think the the right call was made. Yeah, I I I, I do agree there. Um, you know, there's always that big what if. I honestly thought that. They were going to save the big matches like this, like Hogan Rock or even Hogan Austin, um, for for a later date. I honestly thought that with the way that the with the way that the NWO was brought in as the poison and the 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 issues that Vince McMahon's character on television had with Ric Flair's character as co-owners, I thought there was going to be some sort of fight for control with the NWO up against the WWF's best. Like I. I pictured WrestleMania, this WrestleMania being the NWO, Hogan, Hall, and Nash against Austin, Rock, and The Undertaker. As a, as a, as a, with Vince and Flair in the respective corners. That would have been cool. You know? 
And that's that's what I had figured, or I I kind of like surmised in my head based on yeah, the way things you were. You gone, know, they could have gone because Undertaker's way. bad guy character is the when he was a heel. I thought that 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 American badass when he was a heel didn't really it didn't click. Right. And I think people wanted to cheer him. And even though on television he had that little beef with Ric Flair, I thought that would have been a nice little sub story, you know. Him being a long-tenured member of the locker room, Flair goes to him for, you know, I need your help against these guys. You know, can you put your differences aside with me? Can you put your differences aside with Rock? Maybe it set something up down the road if they wanted to keep Undertaker as a bad guy. But I just thought that the, the, the WrestleMania landscape would have seen the NWO as a unit uh, against the WWF's best um, in Austin, yeah. Hogan, and Rock. Not to say that, you know... I'm definitely not disappointed that we got this oh, no, by exactly. any stretch of the imagination. But I am disappointed in the fact that the NWO run was, I don't know. I, I, I Do I think it deserved better? I do. Okay. I do think that the NWO run deserved better. But um, I don't know. I, I think it was... Kevin Nash has said in plenty of interviews, like, it wasn't Vince's creation, and we tried to put him out of business. What did you expect? We were definitely all going to be doing the job. Yeah, I feel like in a lot of in, in a lot of ways, too, like, it, it, it reached its ceiling. Like, it didn't have a huge shelf life anyways. So, like, this was kind of the peak here, you know, in, in terms of what happens here and, mm-hmm. you know, the fallout of this. Yeah. So, to me, I, and again, I wasn't terribly disappointed, and I think I remember Shawn Michaels joining the NWO and Booker T and being like, what the fuck is yeah, this? No, like, that, no, by that this, point, yeah, you know what by I mean? that point, it was... Like, that, it's like... It's like the the, the Nash got thing. hurt. Yeah. They fired Hall after the plane ride from hell. So yeah, like all that, that was left was they throw the big show in there next. The, yeah, and, like it was the, by that point. I was like, forget it. Yeah, like, it was. It was like it was like you know the the fucking the four horsemen with you know Paul Roma. Paul, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It what like, like it, so, but again, it, I think the NWO served its purpose essentially, and I wouldn't say it was a. It was certainly an experiment, a venture that was worth it for sure when you consider this as being yeah. kind of the focal point of it. Um, but yeah, this is, um, you know, and and again, to ultimately, if the fact that they brought Hogan back in this manner, even further helped kind of create the desire for red and yellow, you know yep. what I mean? And that's why I like that they didn't bring red and yellow back as, you know, and that they kind of changed their minds um, you know, after Hulk had made the trip back down to Florida to get his gear, like this, this was the right way to go all around. It would have been too, in Forced. retrospect, it would have been too cold. It would have been too cold if he came out as a good guy all of a sudden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, again, I think the audience would have accepted it. Yeah. Logic would have been thrown out the window. Yeah. And we would have been okay with it. Here's the Hulk comeback. Let's play the audio for this. They're going nuts. Yes. People are jumping up and down. Yeah. Like, that is so important. 
to that sequence. Yes. Oh, 100%. What do I got to do? Yeah, 100%. But also, like, as a fan, as a smarter fan, you're like, he knows he knows where he's at. You know what I mean? He's got it. That Like, he knows the showmanship aspect of it. Like, yeah. He's got to turn around, and he's got to show us, like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? He's got to show that TV audience, you know, the despair he's in for having been able to or been unable to, to seal the deal there. I remember being at my buddy Ken's house, a uh, guy I used to work with, and um, watching this match and like the the crowd being pumped up and Hogan doing the leg drop and you know everything that was about everything that, that embodied this match and that was where I was like I feel like I'm seven years old again like like this was like it it was such a cool it, it was just such a cool match to watch and 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 be a part of as a fan not that I was there but watching it at home I was like you could feel that audience you could feel the energy from that audience it was just it was it was it was such a great moment and it made my it made my cuz at the time going into this WrestleMania after the 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 um the sale of WCW my thoughts on the WWF weren't as glaring as they used to be as we get to the finish here with the people's elbow and the win for The Rock. And then, of course, they pop after he wins, right? They go nuts that he just won. But you know what? That's that's great. But that's a great... That's, yeah, yeah, there's I mean, nothing wrong the, with that. That's, it, the whole, that's the whole experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? I no, no, that, 100%, 100%. Yeah, it's like the audience it, themselves like kind of taking off the shades, breaking character a yep. bit and going, you know what? That was fucking cool. You know, and then and that be yeah, that's what that was. I don't and think they were necessarily happy that the Rock won. They were just happy at what they just saw. Yeah, yeah, they were like, "Oh my god, that was such a cool. That was, that was so cool to be a because part." Because again, this was new. This stuff was new for WWE. Yeah, there wasn't nostalgia like you said. There, you know, they would bring out old man Jimmy Snuka and Pat Patterson, and they waved know, to the crowd. That's yeah, the end of it. Yeah, they would be you know all through the mid nineties. Like, yep. you, you know, Bob Backlund. Yeah, all legends in their own right. You know, and I love that stuff. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, especially as as you know, as I've gotten older, I, I've grown to appreciate so much of that time frame that I wasn't alive for. Yeah, but it was done in a way that you were like, "Man, that guy's in a wheelchair." Like, look at Mad Dog Vashon. Yep. Like, look at this guy. You know, oh, man, you, like there wasn't the possibility that those guys were wrestling. They were treated like you know, as the as the veterans of a war, if you will. Yeah. Um, which was again, they they deserve the acclaim, right? But here it was like, now I can see this stuff. Year after year, in different ways, in different versions, this was a this was a, a Pandora's box for the company that we're like I said we're still reaping the benefits of yeah. to this day. To, so, some yeah, you know I the, mean, the, it, the Rock returned in the same fashion to to do to do the honors with John Cena. Um, does he return again? That remains to be seen. Yeah. Edge has made a resurgence. You can kind of put Brock Lesnar in that category too, in some respects. The Undertaker in his later years. Yep. Um, you know, the list goes on and on of people that they've... Goldberg. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it, but it all started here. Yeah. It wasn't... Yeah, this, no, you're, you're you know right. I mean? Everything was you're current. You're right. Everything was current up until this point. Yeah. WWE realized the equity they had yeah, as you're a brand. Right. And they decided after this to go, we can... We can, we we can, can do call something back. with this. We can call back. We can yeah. make these callbacks. And we can we can reward the audience and thank them and give the... And, and connect generations. Yep. Dad to son, mother to daughter, however you want to put it. Because, you know, the younger generation followed The Rock. The older followed Hogan. And it's all about the shit. See, look at Mike Keown. He's crying. Yeah. It, that's, it's important. 
this is this is real because like I said, this is look at him. Yeah, he's fucking. I didn't, cr- I didn't notice. That's another. What? Yeah, I've never seen that before. That's, that's as real as it gets, man. That is something else, man. That's what they do, and they they connect generations, they connect families, they connect people who enjoy this together, and that's that's where the heart of this comes in. And again, it all it all became that much more actualized and put into practice starting here. Yeah, that's why this match is so important to the history of wrestling. Without a doubt. Yeah, I I, I, I agree a hundred percent. I um this match here, it kind of made my I was always gonna I was never gonna stop watching wrestling, but my, my feelings on WWF at that time was it wasn't as glaring because of the way things went with the invasion. And then sure. to for him to come back in this manner and then oh here here we go. This is yeah. the, the beginning of the end for the NWO right here. Hall and Nash not Appreciative of Hogan's sportsmanship, and there we see the the beatdown occurring. Putting the boots to old Hulkster. Let's play the audio for this. To, to to put an end to my my point about you know this time period with Hogan, I went and saw Monday Night Raw and SmackDown back to back when they came to Connecticut. Raw was in Hartford. It was the night that Hogan was on Undertaker's motorcycle and it stalled out. Yep. And then they were in Bridgeport the next night for SmackDown. Hogan was the champ. Yep. And he wore the red and yellow and he was using the Jimi Hendrix song. Yep. They had licensed the Jimi Hendrix song. And I'll never forget. The Raw episode wasn't really as 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 important, but the SmackDown episode I went to, which I'll probably want to do a watch along of it because it was a lot of fun. The main event was Hogan and Edge versus Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho, okay. and it was in the Harbor Yard Arena in Bridgeport. Yep. And that's a small venue, but I had never. I was just so enthralled and so caught up in the moment of just Hogan being there as a champion. Like I never thought I would see it again. Because yeah. I grew up watching Hogan, and he went to WCW, and everything that transpired with that, and then him coming back, I was like, I, I can't believe I'm I'm witnessing this. And the, that building is so small, but it was so loud for him. It was so loud. I had not heard. You know, you, you expect that when you go to a stadium, and yeah. but that kind of reaction that I and it might and TV won't do it justice. But mm-hmm. being there live, I'll never forget just how loud it was. And then, you know, years later, you and I at WrestleMania 30. With the open, which is which, and I've said it before, and I will say it again, the open with Hogan, Austin, and Rock was the greatest wrestling moment and I all, ever yeah, witnessed and live. Austin, and Austin, yeah, yeah, the greatest wrestling moment I ever witnessed live. I to would see agree those with that. three just toast WrestleMania, acknowledge each other's accomplishments, and kind of like in a way pass the torch. To it was just to the next generation, it, the next it, decade of WrestleMania. It was it was so. So freaking cool. Yeah, and I will say to, and and again, I don't know. Audibly, they don't play Hogan's music here, right? No, they don't. No, that's about the only thing this was missing. 
Yeah. Hogan must pose classic WrestleMania. Yeah. Would have been great here. But to go back to your point about, about you know, WrestleMania 30 and obviously the interactions with, you know, Hogan, Rock, and Austin. You know, I, I like, you know, Hogan's a good punching bag for a lot of us, you know, but you certainly can't ignore his contributions to the business. Oh, 100%. Hulk Hogan main evented eight of the first nine WrestleManias. That, to me, isn't a... He didn't main event four. Yeah, eight of the nine, eight of the first nine. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. right. Oh. Tec- yeah, technically, yeah, I forgot about he nine. He invented yeah. eight of the first nine WrestleManias, yep. and I'm that is a, an accomplishment that I don't think gets we'll ever enough. see that again. No, I, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I don't think that that is an accomplishment that gets enough acclaim. To me, that is almost on the same level as the streak. We're talking about to me that's. That's Tom Brady winning seven Super Bowls. You know, Hulk Hogan main eventing WrestleMania. You're at the top of the business. Yeah. And he did that eight of nine years. Yep. That is that is a huge deal. Like I said, that to me is the same. That is that should be on the same level as, as the Undertaker streak. Now, do I think that that will be matched? I think Roman Reigns has a good chance of matching that. Um, especially in the consecutive nature Roman Reigns has done it. 31, 32, 33, 34. 37. He's going to do it again next this year. 38. Maybe He's, 39 yeah, if they if 39 he gets, with if the he rock. Hooks it up with rock. He, he will he will be getting very close to that. Um if he continues on the path that he's on. But but again, even if he does eclipse Hogan, match Hogan, again, you know, how important was Hulk Hogan to the beginnings of WrestleMania that, Oh, huge. Again, to main event to main event 8 of the first 9. Huge. You know, what happened with WrestleMania afterwards with some slumps along the way before we got back to 18 and the Attitude Era and things of that nature, having Hogan not there was a glaring omission, a glaring hole. Him being gone and him not being a part of WrestleMania and the WWF was was noticeable. Yeah. You know, and obviously guys like Hogan and The Rock came in and not only made the, made those recoveries, but obviously took it further than Hogan maybe ever did, but... At the same time, you cannot ignore what Hulk Hogan, and again, the torch passing moment there, you cannot ignore what Hulk Hogan has um, means to WrestleMania. And again, like I said, to main event eight WrestleManias of the first nine, no less, is, like I said, that is that is big time. That, to me, is like, that's, that's huge. Oh, it's I, huge. I don't have words for that. Yeah, that's, no, how much, that's how much I hold that in high regard. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, big yeah. deal, and that's what helps make this story that we just watched unfold so much more genuine. Yep, is that is you took Hogan's accomplishments, Hogan's legendary status, and you took alongside the Rocks even at that point, and you know, yeah, let, let art. You just yeah, you just, you just let it unfold. Yes. You, there's no there's no way of yeah yeah. You have to let it unfold. Yeah, it's you have like to... it's like coaching athletes that are just. What am I going to tell that guy? Yeah. Who can, you know, throw a football at such a great, yeah. you know, skill. I, I'm just there to witness I'm, the greatness. Yeah, I'm just yeah. there to witness it and tell him you did a good job. Yeah. You know, give him a little pat on the helmet. You know, yeah. I'm, same here. I don't I don't need to tell them how to write this stuff. No. It just... No, they did it on their own. Yeah, and yeah. then the audience participated. is perfect. It was, like I said, this is, this is a... Um, this is... This is WWE lore at its finest. I uh, saw a picture recently... On social media. It was actually before. It's funny. I think. I want to say. I forget who put it out. 
someone, some, some media company put it out, and it was a picture of the face-off with Hogan and Rock, but with the Thunderdome setting behind it, with like the screens, and imagining that moment in the the pandemic Thunderdome era of WWE. That would have been tragic. I mean, tragic. I, I when I looked at it, I was like, "That's that's." That should almost be unheard of. Yeah. Like, like that should be illegal. Yeah. Like the picture I saw, I was like, imagine them trying. I mean, and WWE has tried to force the. I mean, granted, they had to do what they had to do during the pandemic, but they tried to force those kind of moments during that era of the digital age of of WWE. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, I, we can only be so grateful that we didn't have to ex- um, that we were able to see this before such a such a uh, advancement in modern technology could could be bestowed upon us. Because, like I said, there was nothing. This could have happened while being at WrestleMania was important. You know, this could have happened in a in a in a UFW. Yep. With only eleven hundred people. Yeah. Cheering, they would have been as loud as sixty thousand. Yeah, you know what I mean because of the two people the two and guys the story that, that were that that was that was being told and the involvement of everybody. It was yeah, it, it, this was it was it was every bit as genuine as 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 we saw. For yeah, sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, uh, one last question here yeah, uh, sure. as we approach WrestleMania: uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, unification title match, if you will. Um, there's been a lot of speculation. Um, over the last year and some change with this character change in Roman Reigns, um, a potential collision with The Rock. Do you? Do, do, how sure are you seeing this match take place or not take place between the two? I have a feeling that they might pull the old rabbit out of the hat. We might get Rock's involvement as a surprise. You mean at this the year? End. Yeah, okay. at the end, maybe yeah, maybe to confront yeah. Roman, and then that's how they plant the seed for next year. Or at least they plant the seed. It may not take place next year, but it's on the table. Yeah, I think if that's going to be in LA next year. They're saying, right? I I would say you know for putting a percentage chance on it, I I'd say it's a little over fifty. Okay, not very much. You know, The Rock is a very busy man. He's got a football league. He's got a launch that will come. That'll be. In the in the in the beginning weeks of play, yep. By the time WrestleMania in twenty twenty three rolls around, yeah. Um, and every and a lot of other things he's got on his plate. You know, for all we know, he could own the WWE by the time we get to that point, based on the the, the rumor and innuendo that's out there. But um, you know, I I do like the you know the Rock could do anything. Like I said before, back in two thousand two, and especially in two thousand twenty two, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call him. He can do whatever he wants when he wants. Um, that's the, the the luxury of the life that he's earned through the, the the hard work he's put in. It's everything he does to be successful. So, if he really wants to make a match with Roman Reigns happen, he can make it happen without a doubt. So, um, I do. I, I like the chances. I'm not getting overly optimistic about it yet, um, but I do look forward to it because I think you could see something. As close to what we just watched with the Rock, I was going to say two generations, and then the fact that they're family too. Yeah, there is is a lot to be, there is a lot to to comb over and and put out there for the audience to really take in. That could be something like what we just saw between Roman and Rock, um, and you know, 
and, and, and as the hourglass goes, yep. so does the days of our lives in WWE. <laughs> uh, it just, the torch just keeps getting passed, if you will. So, yeah, I definitely, I definitely am looking forward to that match, you know, should it become a possibility. Should it become a reality, I should say. Well, you couldn't have said it better because the sands of time in this hourglass here on Kicking Out of Two are coming to an end this week. This was a lot of fun going back, watching this. You know, you being, you know, not really growing up in that Hulk Hogan era of wrestling and then your perspective and what you brought to it with this was pretty cool to, to, to listen to. Hope, hope everyone enjoyed this watch along with us here. Next week, we're going to celebrate the 25-year anniversary of Bret the Hitman Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13. The, the infamous submission match that created, without a doubt, the biggest star in the history of wrestling. Full kayfabe. We've already recorded it, so you guys are definitely going to like it. We're going to have a lot What's of... What's going to happen? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. We've already recorded it. We kind of went backwards here. Um, you know, we recorded that, and then we decided to do this one instead. So, um, yeah, hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you all so very much. It's good to be back here on Kicking Out It too. It's good to to record and talk wrestling and, and, and do the thing I love to do with all of you each and every week. So uh, keep on supporting us, and we greatly appreciate it. You can find this show on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Search Retromania with a W in all podcasting platforms available. Kicking Out It too. Marking Out the Days, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, Hulkamania is Dead, Origins of Attitude, Cool Truth with AC, and so many great other bonus content available all there on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network by searching Retromania with a W. And I think it is about that time that we officially put this show down for the three count, brother. And see you all next week. <laughs>